Hey, I'm Nick Sambrato from Mama Sauce, and you're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome to day three of the Adobe Max He Shoots, He Draws Rewind special. Today's guest is somebody who I actually met at Adobe Max the first time I went in 2016. Uh, I'd had a bit of sort of back and forth on social media over a very specific English word, chuffed. And um, Nick Sambrato runs Mama Source. He's the co-founder of Mama Source. And he truly is one of the sweetest, nicest people I've ever met in the industry. And every opportunity I get to see Nick, whether it's at an event, helping him in a workshop or visiting Mama Source when I go to Florida, I take that opportunity to go and see him. He's just one of those people that when you're around, you just you just glow with a smile. And um, Mama Source are just one of the best in the business. They they are involved with so many great artists and companies and and bands and all sorts. That if you haven't checked out their work or or even their merchandise, they got some really cool stuff. But um, yeah, it, I just want to share this episode with Nick. I I could share this over and over, and I can't wait to see him again to interview him again. So uh, so for day three. I'm going to hand it over to Nick, and Nick, take it away. Uh, well, I'm Nick Sambrato um, at Mama Sauce. I guess you could say I'm Mama here at Mama Sauce. Yeah. Okay. And how long have you been here in? Is the business always been here in Orlando? Business has always been in the Orlando area. Yeah. So, I mean, Winter Park, Orlando, they're kind of one in the same. So we we've bounced between those between the town and the city. I guess you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually met for the first time at Adobe Max. Correct. Um, and I think. Because I was trying to think how I knew about you, but I think it was Aaron Draplin that he'd mentioned a couple of times that he printed with you, and and uh, we were sort of tweeting. And I met you at Adobe Max, and you mm-hmm. had the you do the precon, you were in the expo hall, and I think straight away it was like even though we hadn't met, you were just one of those guys that instantly you just you just like. <laughs> I feel the same way about you, man. Even I mean. I'll go a step further. I mean, like, I'm not big on using Twitter, but I yeah. felt like even just over meeting you on Twitter, I was like, man, this is this guy's really cool. You oh. know, really just a just a sweet dude. So that's how I feel about you. And yeah, same. When we met, it was just like, man, yeah. what a great guy. We bonded over chuff to bits. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You've taught me a lot of um, English colloquialisms. It's yes. a hard word to say. Uh, that is a yeah. hard word. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, so we met Adobe Max and we got chatting and obviously I started to find out more about mama sauce and what you did in the history and then over the sort of three three and a bit years i've known you i said to this to you at creative south was looking at the industry and the the designers that use you the designers that know you and the and the kind of quality of work you see out there a lot of people talk about french paper because of the product they do but you i said to you you're like the the cool guy that runs the the coolest venue where all the best bands play because everyone has so much respect for Mama Source and talk about you, not just like um, a business, but like you're part of their business. Mm. You're that guy that they can trust and, and go to. So how have you, have you found that from when you started? Does that, does that give you more pressure that you know that you are the, like the go-to guy now? As in like you were a venue where all the best bands want to play. So Yeah, I mean, I think that's just a reflection of like the spirit and the team we have here where we just want 
and crave to do the best work we can. And I don't know, it's just, I mean, mama sauce, like for me as an Italian-American, right? Yeah. Like you're at home with mama, you can trust mama, use the finest ingredients. It's not all just bull to us. Like everyone in this building really cares. Yeah. And so, I don't know, um, being the cool venue, you know, that people want to play at, um, Sometimes those are nitty gritty with people who care and it's not about the frills. And sometimes um, it's also like the place that has, you know, you're like the best equipment and the best PAs and the best everything. Um, We probably we're probably we started out definitely the scrappy little venue, you know, that really cares and is going to work hard. And we're going to take the time to make sure your sound checks, right. Yeah, and you yeah. sound great. Um, but you've still got the coolness of like CBGB. I hope so. I mean, yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully when we're no longer around an edifice will be around where people are still <laughs> buying our shirts too. Yeah. Um, I, I hope to always be around, but yeah, I mean, it's, it just always comes back to people, man. You know, um, we want, desperately to do the best stuff and i think that maybe attracts um people who really just want to work with people who just want to do the best work possible yeah um and yeah we've been fortunate enough to be taken into uh the design sphere and and um held in high regard and trusted yeah um but yeah so back to the question about pressure we feel that every day. Yeah, we feel that we we sweat and toil and 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 work like this every step really matters. Yeah. But I think that shows A in the work and B that how proud people are to show off the work they get with you cuz like I follow the Instagram feed and you know you guys are it's great that you show like the background what's going on what you're working on but it's nice to see that the people who get the work are are very quick to be look at this cool stuff i then look what mama sauce did for mm. it and i think that's a big difference between we you know we just had a quick walk around there and i said you get some of these print places where you walk in and then like, everyone's wearing a lab coat and there's mm. 20 digital machines and it's all just processed there's no personality there's no, you know, here it, it looks like you could have someone come in and, and everyone, it's like Norm walking into Cheers. Yeah. Everyone knows the customers and it's, hey, Norm, and come and have a look at what you're doing. And everyone seems like so proud of what they do. Is that, is that a hard, how hard has it been to put that kind of team together that because everyone here obviously has to be on the, they have to be part of the mama's family. Yeah. Is it, is it been a, like a real growing process to, to find that kind of team? I th- I think it's harder to do that and merge it or intersect with the harsh realities of the economic system, yeah. right? It's pretty easy to dream of and, and provide a place where people can be themselves, where people can, you know, put personality into a building, yeah. um, put personality into their work. But that has to meet up with the demands of timeline, pressures, um, HR considerations, you know, um, (laughs) all the things that the economic world ride on. So to me, the the trick is figuring out how do we do something we love with people we care about and make money doing it? Yeah. And it seems to me those first two are natural and and most artist spirit, right? Yeah. I want to do things that I love with people that I care about. Yeah. The third part is um, 
getting to the heart of your question, like that's what we're still trying to figure out and make money doing yeah. it, right? Thrive. No one can it. see this, but the smile on Nick's face whenever I talk to him about it is just brilliant. I wish this could be video. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the other thing you do that a lot of businesses like you don't do is you go out on the road. You do public speaking, you do events, you set, I mean, you come to Adobe Max, you set up shop, you come mm-hmm. to Creative South, you mm-hmm. set up shop, you do the pre-cons. Is that a really important thing for you to kind of step away from the business and show people how you're doing what you do and make them understand it because i did your pre-con at i I ta'd your pre-con at max and i loved every second watching people the smiles on their faces and they're like tactile and there's paint going everywhere and but it was frustrating for me to be the the screen holder (laughs) and then obviously at creative south i I took the pre-con and got to have a go myself and it was just like that two hours went so quick Hmm. but you've kind of now gone from like business owner you have become a public speaker you are you know taking time away from the business and going out and taking it on the road is that important for you because you want people to know the essence of mama sauce or do you just enjoy it i mean that's important for several reasons i mean yes i enjoy it it's also important we all need reminders right yeah that this is um a beautiful and fun thing to not let it get old and stale right it never gets old and stale but it's easy to get jaded yeah. and you're reminded when people interact with the process with their own hands and you see that aha moment i wish you guys could see um <laughs> uh, everyone in the audience could see dave when he's smile when he's talking about that aha moment when people print it he mimicked the face of someone and the response when you see someone like make something yeah with a letter press or a screen print press for the first time you see the aha in their face, the joy in their face. That is a reflection back to us when any of us go and do these events yeah. and the staff. And you just, I don't know, it's, 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 it reminds you, it brings you back to that joyful place, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because we toil every day, like I said, and we have those moments when it gets right. But even like in the, in the event printing side, when we staff, we go out, I have to remind people, remember, this is about the experience. Yes. We're not here to make... To nerd out and get that that serif on that type exactly right and clean, yeah. the experience is what matters, and I want to focus on that. And that's you see it when people are like, it's the experience. So in our in our content, we try to show the experience, but also in venues in person, we try to bring the experience. So it's extremely important to remind us. It's extremely yeah. important to get people to interact with our processes, to give that life, to inspire people to do this at home or to work with other vendors like us. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, I think those are the two biggest important things in that, in that matter. Telling our story isn't, you know, the important, like you mentioned public speaking, that's, that's great and awesome. And I really enjoy that. But the more important thing, I think, is giving us the reminder and the experience and the, and, and, and the people at large the experience. Yeah, because when I joined Astute and started to get back into kind of the world of illustrator and illustration, my first job as training manager was like I stopped designing and started researching designers. And that's like how Creative South helped. And, you know, we were just talking about the poster out there and Josh, uh, Josh Ariza mm-hmm. from Chomp has designed something and it's that like community spirit but the the screen printing business just seemed to have a massive resurgence again and i just done uh, i got a dvd the other day that was um it had some guys on there that i've met and it was talking about the the screen printing business and obviously that's a, a big part of what you do that there seems to be a love for going back 
to the how print used to be rather than how clinical it can be going forward mm-hmm. and and that's where I'm sort of seeing more pe- people love that tactile you know that nice paper that that feel of the ink on the paper have have you had your business grow through that resurgence like pe- like we're looking at letterpress we're looking at screen printing that seems to be what people love mm-hmm. is that aesthetic of paper and feeling it and experiencing it Mm. Um, do you get clients come to you now because they want that kind of older look do you know what I'm saying it's like Mm -hmm. retro we spoke to Mm -hmm. Dustin Lee about his retro supply co and that there seems to be a love for going back to what how it used to be yeah I think people are attracted to the processes that we do for that the spirit of that right the um just the desire to um, not necessarily be a Luddite, but to do things in a different way than um, than the new modern and, and you know and what what that's doing. That being said, um, you know I have no doubt that in short time, you know the the machines will figure out how to replicate the touch and the feel yeah. what the end process is so there will always still be people who still want to say well I want to make sure humans are doing this and I enjoy yeah, yeah. the imperfection that comes from that um, I think that was yeah I was trying to get is that imperfection it's not that every yeah. single one looks exactly the same it's the fact that there would be a tiny nuance but it everyone every single print feels yeah. exclusive even though it could be one of a thousand. Mm. Yeah, I feel like there's a certain level of additioning in everything that we do, right? If you're, you know, if you know much about um, the gig poster world or art print world, or you know, I, and I don't know about the fine art world, but you know, yeah. but there are additions, right? In books, you know, additions. Yeah. Um, so even in what we do, the biggest projects that we could possibly produce, one that we have in here now, that's the biggest thing we've yeah. done by four times still is a blip on the radar in what the prowess of production can do in other print processes, right? So there is something that is created that's um, intangible just by the fact that you've chose to work in our processes and that that addition, it's an addition. Even if we did the job again and repeat it, it can't and won't be exactly the same. So, you know, if it's a thousand pieces, it's still... In this world of billions of people producing, I don't know how much printed ephemera every single yeah. day, the things that we make still are so finite, yeah. right? And 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 also, I don't know. You're, you're, you pack in the history of everything, right? Yeah. Um, like us and 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 every other shop like us in the world right now are at the bleeding edge of what's possible of techn- uh, with the technology at our hands, yeah. which is amazing, but it's still so limited. But we're also, that bleeding edge still includes that, like, man, that seven-color poster had 27 steps in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. 27 steps to get that thing out the door. And that's before you take into account the hard work that went into it that was just as analog and handmade from our paper partners like French Paper, right? Yeah. Who I've been to their facility and like, that stuff is made with the same level of intensity that we operate. Yes. So like, those part of the finest ingredients. So people who, they, the people who spend a dollar or two per business card to hand yeah. over something, you know, 
quite like that, yeah, it's right? Just got a fear that. So that's kind of right. Embossed or debossed? Debossed. debossed. That one's debossed, right? Yeah. But this one's a pretty simple one, but it's remarkable in that it will get a remark. You hand this to someone, you're handing them 550 years of printing history, the Ex- peak of it. You yeah, know, like, I was to say, you're handing them a piece of art. Yeah. And the thing I, the thing I found and I love is I keep anything, even from like test prints. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's just a wonderful tactile experience that I, I keep your business cards. Yeah. Like your last one you did, the black one with the silver embossed, and it's just this is the stuff people keep. Mm. And that's the difference, I think, with like Vista print is you know, in the machine, clinical, out, pff, all looks the same. Mm. The amount of stuff I've got at home that I've kept that have just been like little test prints that have been done on screen printing or a letterpress is I think that's the magic of it. That why I love is the fact that it, you know, real people are out there doing it, they're all slightly different. and you know, the, there's something about the paper you use. There's something about the ink you use. That, that, that for me is the love mm. of, of being able to pick a business card up and just feel that. And I wouldn't throw that away. Mm. But if someone gave me one of those like kind of cheap tacky Vista print cards, I'd be like, you haven't really invested in in you, to have something that you can be proud of to hand over. And that's that's a lot of bit. That's the big job you've got out there. And and it's not like a all singing, all dancing, you know, a billion colours. And it's a simple business card. Yeah. But I love that the fact that a client has come to you and gone, I know it's going to take a little bit longer. And I know there are some, you know, steps along the way that are going to make slow this down. But we know that when we get those business cards back, every single one of our employees is going to be proud to give a business card mm. out. Mm. And it, it's like a mama sauce business card in a way because everyone's going to go where did you get those done mm-hmm. that's rem- right remarkable yeah uh, so um just a couple of things to your last point yeah. um there's a, a place for every type of printed matter and every type of vendor whether it's commodities or the most ultra handmade because yeah. we're not even the most ultra handmade there's people out there that look down on us who are making like editions of three toiling by yeah. hand and spending months to make like three art prints yeah. and that's remarkable in and of itself so the spectrum is wide and i you know like i wouldn't i wouldn't say there's anything to say disparaging about any other print process yeah it's where do you want to land on that what story do you want to tell um you know the job that we have in here right now it's you know it's you know like we're gonna have made a half a million pieces of business cards for someone that a brand for you know, 2,200 employees yeah. that they've gotten so large and they've realized in their space so much, this is part of their storytelling. They've thought about it so deeply. I was with a client yesterday and they were saying like, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense why they went with us and with Letterpress because their brand right now, they want to make a turn to say, we know we're big. We know, you know, this is a modern world, but remember where we came from. We are actually also you know artisans and designers and this card is a reflection of that so they wanted to hand that to people piece of history even though they're a big and you're like wow you know that's really cool you've thought about it that deeply and we are aligning you know um and we get to align on that yeah yeah I'm, i'm way into that man so um, you had another point which now escaped me, but um, I wanted to, I wanted to keep rambling. But I'm sure we'll move on. I more think stuff. it was just, it was just the fact that people see working with you as a as a great thing to add to their own business. Mm. It's like they're you know proud to use Mama Sauce, proud to 
or even even the guy in the garage that is handprinting them and it should be just because they want that personal touch mm. so taking all that into consideration all that you do and what you've built how do you now you go home at night how does nick sambrato turn off mama's sauce can you that's yeah that's a toughie it's taken the better part of the last you know almost it's going to be 12 years this yeah. in the fall it's been taken the like just recently like this past week even last night i've been having um the discussion with my my significant other and just last night i was telling her i was like we're in a very intense moment you know and I, we've been through a lot of seasons together and there's been a lot of times where i'm like hey babe I'm going to be gone for the next three months. I'll be here. Yeah. But like, basically, I'm going to come home. And eat, sleep, and, I just, and breathe. Yeah, exactly. If you could just put some food in front of me, that would be really ha- – I'll be back, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I've recognized recently, um, you know, so many of these you know, maxims and things we learned, you, you, they go in you, – you've heard them so long, you, they've lost their value, but, like – you eventually find the truth in them. These things that we've taken thousands of years to distill into a sentence, and now it's like, wait, that means something, right? Like worrying is a waste of energy. Yes. Like, why do you waste the energy on work? I was like, wait, literally, the, like the toil and the, like I'm if it's the energy I could I could be using if I wasn't worrying. Yeah, it's energy, you know. Like so, you know, for a while I would come home and I'm like, you know. Um, I would dedicate some time to worry, you know, yeah. and then that would shut me off to other things. That's when you sit in the bath. Yeah, That's exactly. worrying time. Yeah, worrying time. Worry while you're doing something else you had to do anyway. Yes, and then that's getting, so it's like, the work's here. Let's get it done. Yeah. Take nothing personally, you know, um, do your best work, and you're going to be all right. You know, be honest, um, just, you know. Just leave it all on the dance floor. Go out yeah. there and dance hard, <laughs> and then come home and just enjoy it. And then don't, don't waste the energy on other things. So I don't know. I've got a weird, wild, wide, um, you know, array of things I do to leave it all. But you know, um, for me, it's very important. Everyone's going to do it differently. You know, um, I don't. I know the other things that make me worry in my life, so I can't let those go. Hmm. You know, um, I worry a lot about my health. Um, yeah. I don't want to worry about it. So when it gets really busy and hectic and hard, we just set up systems to make sure that all the things are firing on that. You know, like I'm not going to put aside the other things that are important because work's hard. Yeah. I'm going to, I need good fuel. You know, I need, I need a good output of, of frustration and exercise. Yeah. I need good partnerships and companions. So, uh, uh, companionships and, and Campari and people that I, I connect with. So that's, yeah. you know, I can't neglect my relationship with my my significant other i can't yeah. neglect my relationship with my close group of friends that provide me support yeah. so the harder it gets the more you also need to dig for me i need to dig my heels into the other things that i know that if they go away they'll create worry waste yeah. of energy i need the other things firing so um that probably brings you to the point where you know um where you have to be organized work-life balance all that stuff but also knowing when to say no you know yeah. like if I can't do the, we we're, were talking about this job earlier. Yeah. When this job came in the door, that's massive. I knew like if I, if the resources weren't there, like there's no negotiating on this one. Hmm. You know, if the resources aren't there to execute, where I know that like we could build a plan, we can do the plan, and we have backups, and we can support that if we need to. Yeah. I have to say no to it because I know if we're running on a hairline budget, 
mm. with a hairline timeline and something's got to give, it's going to come down to me. I'm going to have to say, I've got to give. I've got to take this on my shoulders. Yeah. And I'm going to have to put that and try to bring along and our, you know, and our just, it's not going to be easy to bring the rest of the team that, you know, and say, all right, we have to go harder for less. And it's just yeah. like, ah, you know, so you have to, in that case, you know, start saying no to, to the things that, you know, you can't do well. Yeah. You know, like I want to be able to, I want to be able to do things with excellence and peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a luxury, right? Yeah. Cause you can't all, but like maybe, um, maybe we're at the point where we can claim that, you know, um, you know, f- for mama sauce part, maybe you're at that point. Maybe someone's at where you're like, wait, do I have to be saying yes to these things that are, I, that's basically nailing me to the cross, you know? Yeah, exactly. Do I have to say yes to that? Yeah. Because every time you say, I found that every time you say yes, it's, you, there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Like you say, there's only so many days you should be working, so many days you should be relaxing. And the more you eat into your relaxing time, that's a yes every time. Every time you add a yes, yeah. you've just taken a chunk of time of your life to commit to something. Yes. And I find that a lot of people say yes because of the prestige of, like we said outside, if somebody comes along and says, Dave, can you write... Uh, can you write 10 books about design and we'll pay you a hundred thousand pounds instantly you're going wow i can write 10 books and make a hundred grand but until you break that down in well what's the deadlines what's my how much am i making versus how much time i'm spending Mm -hmm. that that power of no is is so Mm -hmm. important Mm -hmm. because everyone's everyone wants to keep saying yes because you know at the low end because they want to make an instagram post out of it um and uh, something Glenn and I spoke about yesterday, we were watching, uh, he watched a film of all people, Margaret Thatcher, our old prime minister from the 70s to 80s. And she said about, I remember the days when people wanted to do something, but now everyone wants to be someone. Mm. And I think the danger of everyone saying yes to everything, it's why there's, you know, I think, I personally, I think that's why there's more anxiety in design. Mm-hmm. It's why there's more mental health problems in design because we don't know how to balance mm-hmm. us as, as a vessel of, like you say, needing fuel and sleep and, and that. It's that close group of friends you said is if you don't have those friends, they they don't identify the problems you're having mm-hmm. to go, Nick, you need to calm down, dude. You're yeah. like, you've got six bags under your eyes. Mm-hmm. You're exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I think that you're absolutely right is that that work-life balance also is like a, a, a mental thing to be able to go, no. Yeah. Yes, it might be good for one reason, but there's nine reasons no is better. Mm-hmm. And. And if you if you don't have the capacity to see to get into the higher space and see it from ten thousand foot, yeah, right, because you have to see everything from ten thousand foot, twenty thousand foot, yeah. five thousand in the trenches. It all has to be seen and done. Yeah, you know, you have to at least empower folks to help you in that. Like the other day, um, just as an illustration, the other day, you know, uh, I told I told my special lady friend, I said, you know. I, I I'm giving like just you know I'm giving you in this period right now I giving you full permission and Thor like just to speak this truth into me yeah. watch this for me because right now I'm very focused I'm having a hard time being at ten thousand foot in this yeah. category 
just watch this category for me and remind me, please. I don't want you to hawk. I don't need this the rest of my life. Don't feel like you have yeah, to babysit yeah. me. But right now, please watch this for me and, yeah. and remind me as you see me doing X, Y, and Z. Just yeah. help me on this one for this period of time. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I think sometimes giving permission is important to that whoever your support system is. You know, and then also give them, for their sake to know and say, hey, yeah. and here's the beginning, here's the end, here's the scope of work. Yeah. Um, it's like, Nick, before you jump out of that plane at 10,000 feet, just check you got your parachute. Yeah. <laughs> just check it works. Mm-hmm. Just check yours, like, you'll land safely. Otherwise, you're going to go at a thousand yeah. miles an hour, hit the ground yeah. and be like, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah, man. Partnerships are really important. Friendships are really important. Companionships, support systems, whatever they are for yeah. you. Yeah. It could be a checklist. As long as you are watching, you know, 10,000 foot to the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way more grounding than your significant other because they'll be the first person. Or you'd like to think mm-hmm. they'll be the first person to at least go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Just pump the brakes for mm-hmm. a second. Mm-hmm. You've, you, you are stopped being like you are. So one of the things you love doing to relax, I know, is uh, when I came here, was it last year or the year before, you... We, I mean, you weren't driving, you were walking, you mm-hmm. were running, you were cycling. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you eat well, you're fit as a fiddle. Um, I came here a couple of years ago and, you know, your, your, your health, for me, knowing you as a person, I realised that, like, health and exercise are really important. And one of the things I started seeing you do on Instagram is you started baking, yeah. which was just, like, really nice to see because it was like you had a thing that had nothing to do with printing. Mm-hmm. So... Tell us a little bit about that. What, what, you know, why baking? Why has it been really therapeutic for you to have that thing? Because the conversation I had was with people saying about if you're kind of, it's not really your hobby, but if your hobby becomes your job, then you need to get a new hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, it, how good does that make you feel that you are like not printing? You're not, nothing to do with paper. You're, you're doing something like baking bread. I mean, yeah. It's a great escape, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's another thing to um, to toil on to try to find mastery. Yeah. That you recognize that, like, there is no economic pressure on either. It's like, I've got all the time in the world to just get this right. I don't, I don't mess around. I've been baking the same loaf of bread. I don't mess around with other loaves of bread. I've been making the same loaf of bread for three years, <laughs> right? Like, maybe, like... I, maybe a dozen times I've made a different loaf of bread. Yeah. I'm making the same loaf of bread, but not because like it's comfortable, you know, it's, it's because I want to, I want to master it. I right. want to have control over it. I want to like, I, I you know, you like, want to own that bread. I want to own it. You know, like, <laughs> like in the matrix, you know, it's like, I don't even see, you know, I don't even, uh, see code anymore. You know, I yeah, just see blonde, yeah. brunette, redhead. Like I want, like, I love it because I like things that, that are seasonal. Right. Like I love gardening. Yeah. But, um, but I also love bread because it is seasonal when you're making wild yeast, you know, natural leaven bread, especially in Florida, yeah. you know, like, it responds to the temperature and the humidity and it changes and getting a it's just something to be in tune with right it's another relationship like yeah i see what you i see how you're feeling today like you know like <laughs> and i can respond to that it's something to be in relationship with and i yeah. love that i love it and it's um it's it can be very solid you know it's a good solitary kind of moment to you know to to um, be in commune with something that you know yeah. it's just you and it you know 
Um, there's nothing to say. And it gives me a place in the kitchen, which is really cool yeah. because um, because Lydia, my significant other, is um, just is uh, amazing in the kitchen. You know, right. um, she that's her space. She loves it, and it's where she explores. And so it gives me it gives us common ground. Yeah, and it allows me to. Tr- attempt to do something that lives up to the excellent standard that she that she provides in healthy delicious amazing things that yeah. are well thought out and well produced and well made so you know there's a little bit of elbowing to try yeah, to find yeah. my space in there too but it's complimentary you know it's complimentary as well to the, her to her passions and so um it's a good vessel for me to um find something i'm passionate about that we can relate yeah yeah uh, is that something you'd recommend to others because i know you like cooking is a really big thing now it's become a much bigger thing over the past few years because more cooking programs is more mm-hmm. encouragement you get these things like these companies that you just pay so much a month yeah. they deliver a box of all the right ingredients yeah. and and, ba- and baking has too because of you brits thank you very much yeah. the great british bake yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> On repeat at my house. Oh, that, do you know what? There was a like a national scandal when the BBC let that go. Mm. It was a it, you know the, what the BBC's like is we we have the best programs. We pay a license for that. Mm-hmm. We pay a license fee for it. And when that uh, contract came up, because it started off as nothing and it built into the thing it did, and then when it when it went, and uh, I think it was Channel Five picked it up, Channel Four or Channel Five. And Mary Berry was, I'm, if it's not on the BBC, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. And then... Um, Prue. Yeah. Um, and Mel and... Uh, Sue and Mel went, if it's not on the BBC, yeah. we don't want to be part of it. Paul Hollywood was obviously, it's payday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Noel Fielding, I love on it as well. Yeah. But it is, it's like the nation stops. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've now got the great British sewing bee. And my wife my wife loves sewing you don't say yeah yeah so they do this craft one they get this group of people together and each week instead of cooking they're given a a clothes making task you know first week you've got to excel at button buttonholes and then it, each week they then like they're making waistcoats with very fancy kind of mm. pleats and things and how they do the stitching and they give them these little, and it's really good my wife's just like right sewing bees on don't talk to me and it's, and the weird thing is, it's like with the printing, you know, we used to make our own bread. We used to make our own clothes. It's quite nice that that tactile feel is the thing that relaxes us. I think there's something, like you asked about bread because you've seen, you, you know me and you've yeah. seen, you know, you, you, we've interacted about it and you've seen the, the story I tell about it. Um, we're talking about the bake-off. You're talking about yeah. the sewing bee. Going back to, you know, people's response to Mama Sauce, people, I, and I, this is a reflection of myself, love to watch other, uh, other people uh, excel, right? Yes. At a craft, a yes. thing, you know? And that's what's really neat about the design community. I love the fact that, that the design community welcomes us into their community and we get to watch, like, the process sharing, the rooting for each yeah. other. Like, it's... They see the growth and it's, the growth. there's encouraged. Yes. Yeah. Watching other people grow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not even excel, but grow. Um, learn. It, you know, um, I don't know. C.S. Lewis said something really cool in a book once that I read that was like paraphrasing. People need to be reminded more than they need to be taught. Right. Right. And maybe watching people on their journey, you know, growing reminds us all the time. It's like, 
you know, it's inspiring. Yes. We can be remi- like, we can do that. I can do that too, right? I can yeah. aspire to do that over time. You know, I can get on that level. Yeah, I don't know. There's something really neat. People say all kinds of stuff about, um, you know, being glued to their phones and on Instagram. But there's something really neat about being able to be inspired. I think the critical pivot is action. Yes. Taking and doing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think as well, I found like, obviously my wife, she loves sewing. She makes kids clothes. She's yeah. awesome at it. My nine-year-old daughter she's got the creative gene so she's been drawing since she's two she loves it she she got a birthday money she bought herself a little like 20 dollar sewing machine and she sits up in her bedroom nine years old and you can just hear like yeah and she's making bunting and little patchwork quilts and it's just nice that that to her is relaxation and then andrea got to a point where you know could i make money from this and it was like you could, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, upset what you enjoy mm-hmm. by adding the pressure of thinking now this has to be a business. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it for what it is. You know, make stuff for free. Obviously, sometimes if people, you know, you get good, and then everyone's saying, "Oh, Nick, can you do me a poster? Can you do me a poster? Can you do me a poster?" Or, yeah. you know, Andrea, can you make me a dress? Can you make me? There's a cost to yourself, and then that brings stress, and yeah. then you don't enjoy it. It's easy. To, it's easy to. Um, it's easy to want to do, you know, to, it's easy to execute on doing things you love with people that you enjoy doing it. Yeah. It's really hard to intersect that with the economic system. Yeah. 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 I agree, man. Yeah. Same with, um, with bread for me. I mean, I've had people be like, Oh, can I buy some bread? Or I've had a couple restaurants being like, Hey, I would love it. Can you supply me X amount of bread? Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, Nah, you know, even people are like, oh, I want to start buying bread from you on the, every week. I'm like, no, nah, one, you know, I I make, you know, I make eight eight loaves every weekend, and yeah. you know, and and if I see, you know, I just when I go out and get coffee, if I see, I give you a loaf of bread. That's that's just how it works. Yeah, yeah. you know, like um, it keeps the enjoyment there. It keeps yeah. you, you do it on your time when yes. when you want to do it. Yes, how yeah. you want to do it, and yeah. and even if you make a bad job, you can still eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the good thing. It's, it seems it's just so nice now to see creatives finding finding something to step away from the thing that gives them the pressure, mm. but still being creative. You're mm. still being creative. You're still mixing ingredients. You're still producing something. Mm. But that's one of the things that I say to younger designers now that I I meet at events is they're so everything's so instant. I need that instant now. It needs to be a success. It needs to be. Why, why aren't people like? seeing me as the, the best person for it mm-hmm. and I think they've lost the ability to just step away and, and go back to being Nick or Dave or whoever mm-hmm. and just say what, what is the thing I love I mean bizarrely graphic design has been kind of my love for years and I'm grateful I've got a job in it but when I go home I, I, I don't go I mean I've got no green fingers mm-hmm. um, a DIY, I'm, I'm useless at DIY but there's still, I'll still have a go at it. I'll still step away from writing or creating. And last weekend I had to put up, I had to mount our television on the fireplace on a bracket and I was absolutely crapping myself that I was that my wall would look like a drive-by shooting because I couldn't drill. Mm-hmm. And, and a, a friend of mine's really good. And when I got all the tools out, I actually felt really kind of empowered that yeah, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna get better yeah. at this. I'm gonna start making stuff. My daughter says, "Oh, can I have those bits of wood? Could we make something?" So I'm finding it quite mentally uh, enjoyable to actually 
do something out of my comfort zone that me and my daughters can do together. Oh, absolutely. No matter where you go, there you are, right? So it's like you might as well enjoy it. And to do that, set yourself up to do it well, right? Um, Mounting, like doing house stuff for me, chores, working on the car, you know, any of that stuff is quite enjoyable if, you know, um, if it falls in the category of time where I'm like, I'm not going to be overambitious. I'm going to set realistic. I'm like, I'm going to give myself, make sure I take my time, spend hours on this, yeah. lay my tools out, get all the tools, do it right, measure what, you know, like don't rush it, you know. Let's just enjoy this damn thing, Yeah. whatever it is. No matter where you go, there you are. Yeah. Just be there and be in it. Treat it like everything else in your world. It's just because you don't put it on a pedestal like it is in design. Yeah doesn't mean it can't be a meaningful and fulfilling experience whatever it is i mean you know like get you know start start getting a little more buddhist with the thing you know like you know (laughs) like you know screwing this screw in is a very meaningful moment i know that's really tiny and weird and nuanced but it's true like you know we time is finite yeah you know um everything is potentially enjoyable just be here now in this place and not, you know, like, yeah, that's part of that line of demarcation. Get like when you're not working, get your head out of that game, yeah, and get it right where you are. And life is so much better, yeah. And the going back to like when you started Mama Source at the beginning, you probably had all those thoughts, all those values. You, you started from scratch, you, you know, you bought that first photocopier, you were baking, yeah, back then. All right, you were baking for other people, but you was you had that love of oh man, we've got I can do this now, I can do this now. Yeah, and I think that's quite cool that those elements that you get from those things actually make you think about what you're doing in a totally different way and probably relaxes you or enjoys you. And and when you're at that beginning of starting a business, you have that love and creation and ownership. Mm-hmm. And and I think you've still got that. I think twelve years on, the thing that I love about coming here and seeing the people here is they're friendly. Is you all just feel it feels like I've walked into a big kitchen, mm. and you're all just enjoying cooking together and and chatting and and but all respect each other mm. what you're doing. And it's so lovely to see. Oh man, thank you so much, man. It's um, it's really hard to try to. F- it's a natural inclination for me to try to foster a place where people can, you know, just feel at home. Yeah. And it's it's just hard to execute that and intersect with the economic spectrum, like I said. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it just goes back. Yeah, like, well, I want to make a place where people can be here and be here now and enjoy it while they're here and get meaningful work done. Yeah. Um, thanks for saying that. Yeah. That yeah, nice. No, uh, just when we walk through there, it's you can just see everyone is absolutely loving what they're doing or at least for, for an for an outsider coming in there's probably mm-hmm. days where everyone's throwing stuff mm-hmm. at each other in. hope not but but it is it's nice it's like uh yeah we were talking about the history of the machines you know the, the guys that were working on those machines 50 60 you know 100 years ago yeah. is there's still that passion that love for creation and and providing the best kind of work mm. so as we are today, I'm not going to ask the cheesy question, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Because I think the guys at Field Notes were asked a similar question, and they said, we won't just add people to the business to build it. We'll produce the best work we can until we need to add another person. Mm-hmm. So where you are, I know you've mo- like moved three times, I think, to finally be here. Do you think you're at 
like the sweet spot for Mama Sauce now? Are you kind of content with the location mm. and the staff? Uh, yeah, that's a great question, right? Um, like, you know, top line growth is very important to the yes. value of a company. You know, yeah. as much you know, as much as the bottom line. You know, people want to see a company that grows. When you think of valuations. Um, yeah, so top line growth is very important to the valuation of a company. Yeah, um, I'm trying to respect that in the face of you know an economic system, but yeah. also recognize like, wait, what do I want to build? What do I want to come to work to every day? Yeah, you know, what wagon do I you know uh, what horse do I want to strap this yeah, wagon yeah. to? You know, um, and I feel at this moment. Anything that would constitute growth for us looks and feels a bit different than what we do currently. Um, not in so much that it'll be unrecognizable, yeah, but more that it leverages our expertise in a different way, yeah, right. Um, yeah, so you know, um, so you're growing like capability of what Mama Source can do rather than a physical size or a physical yeah. amount of people yeah. it'll be how much more can you do with what you've got how much further can you take what you currently do yeah. should always be the first question because the startup cost is far less great yeah. when you're leveraging the resources at hand exactly yeah yeah so yeah i feel really good about our footprint i feel really good about our our, our building i feel really good about this neighborhood and location which is about to undergo a renaissance and a change all okay. around us. Um, and, and they've offered us to stay and be part of that, which is really cool. Um, I feel really amazing, especially amazing about every person that, that works in this building with yeah. us. Um, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's all tweaking from here. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Let's tweak this. Let's make it better. Let's make the culture better. Let's yeah. make the environment better. Let's make everything better. Yeah. Um, we've been looking inward now for the last two years like that. Like, all right, how do we systemize that? What, you know, what can the robots do to help us in this yeah. situation? Um, you know, how can we be more efficient and mindful? And, and we've made a lot of meaningful changes in the last couple of years. And we yeah. recognize that's where we need to be. And until that's done, I don't, you know, I don't see much else as far as growing bigger yeah you yeah. don't need to be like mama sauce in california mama sauce in canada mama sauce in new york no thanks yeah yeah, yeah I don't, no, it's you know we're i would like to be mama sauce in orlando even more yeah you know that'd be re like that's an example of leveraging what we currently do how can we be a greater part of the culture and community there are rewards there um uh you know hopefully financial right but yeah. also um, you know, the more tight we can be here, the more concise our universe can be. You know, like ten ten percent of our business is the state of Florida. Ninety okay. percent of it leaves the state, like wow. is outside the state. So, you know, I don't believe for a second that Florida can't support us, right? Yeah. Or that Orlando couldn't support us. You know, we just haven't. I, we just haven't really shaken those trees probably yeah as much there's as still should. growth there there's still, still yeah. expansion there yeah absolutely yeah so yeah i don't know i, I think it's community minded i think it's um, and you know it could be it could be using our presses to do things for us yeah you know i don't know but so for our listeners then you somebody could come knocking at your door for 
a hundred business cards or uh, or a, a small run of prints is like how how low a scale can you go like say I, I came to you and said Nick I'd like to get my business cards done with you yeah. is that the kind of work that if I encourage people to check out Mama Source is you have a quite a, um, a low entry do you have a low entry point for people to come to use you or is it so, so part of that shift yeah. has been working on you know what constitutes a minimum value yeah. for us right writing the press and so we've been introducing higher and higher minimums yeah um one i think that makes space for new people yeah i don't want to gobble up everything that could be good introductory work yeah. for folks so i'd love for there to be space because we need more talent we need more people printing i would love to have more shops um around the country um, yeah. or more hobbyists that are occupying the space for 100 business cards someone in their garage printing yeah. someone 100 business cards working grinding training because there's nowhere else where they can do that yeah and then maybe they have the opportunity to grow their own company yeah or maybe they're like hey i want a job doing this awesome come give yeah, me yeah. a call you know <laughs> um so yeah for us our minimums are going a little uh, they're just moving you know, I never thought they would, but like again, the economic realities yeah, it are makes what sense. they are. It you just makes sense you know, for us. It's better to have ten customers doing a bigger job than you know, one hundred and fifty small jobs that Economy need managing, and admin, and yeah, yeah invoicing, and almost the same amount of work. Yeah, and, exactly. And eighty percent of the process is it's the same amount of work. Yeah, right. Um, for a job that's five hundred dollars worth, a job that's fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, you know that that entry level is constantly moving. It's usually reflected on our quote page on our website. Currently, our minimum price is seven hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Right now, there's always exceptions to be made. Right, yeah. Um, your Dave Clayton or um, you I'll, know, get your, I'll get seven forty nine. Seven forty nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, or there's a um, you know clients that we work with all the time. Like yeah, of course we we're gonna we're gonna fire up the press for a small yeah. yes because you know yeah. we we have this valuable relationship and we need to do that yeah. you know, but um, creating uniformity systems creating minimums understanding your economic basis that's all presents new realities to you that that when you were more wide-eyed and optimistic that you know never really realized would you know like you know it's kind of like whatever, you know, like fight the power you know like yeah. whatever man like we'll do what we want for like we'll do free work we don't care you know yeah, like, yeah. man like you know but then there's also malice defeat. I know. I say the bank never contact me and go fight the power. We don't need mortgage yeah. payment this month. Yeah, exactly. You keep that house. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I mean, so you know, it's that's a, a, a harsh economic reality that we all have to wake up to. Like inflation doesn't stop. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, staff doesn't stop. You know, needing to to move along yeah. with the times. We, you know, our vendors don't stop needing, like, so prices always have to change. And yeah. I mean, this is for everybody. Like, ink goes up, paper goes up, shipping goes, goes up. up. It just happens. Yeah. You, you know, if you're not, if you're not moving with the current, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah. So identifying know? that rather than just be stuck in your way. So, one last thing, another thing that goes back to the brand that I think is really cool, and a lot of people seem to be moving, moving into this space is, Merchandise, mm-hmm. you know, Mama Sauce has become a brand that people I like want to wear. Looks great, <laughs> you know. I, I love having that on a t-shirt. I love mm-hmm. that people ask what it is, and I can talk about it. Have you? Did you find merchant like the merchandise side of the company? Was that was that a demand? Is it something that's part of your business, or is it just something fun to do because you've got the equipment? It's always been something fun to do because we have the equipment, but yeah. it's. Like we've been testing out ideas, putting them out, and we find every time we post a thing of merchandise, 
stuff sells. Yeah. Right. So, um, or we show up to uh, Creative South and we sold everything oh, that we bought. I spent a ton on your stand. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, now, but that's also important for me to spend with you. And I've said this before on other podcasts: yeah. is I have friends, I have friends who run businesses, and yeah. there's a product. Yeah. Now, if I didn't know you as a friend but I knew your business I'd be spending money with you mm-hmm. the fact that you're my friend doesn't mean I don't I stop spending money with you it actually gives me more value that I'm investing in my friend and it might just be a $20 t-shirt or a $7 pin but I appreciate on that merchandise thing I do and that's been a really big thing for me with all the people I know with Lenny with Dustin mm. I buy from them it, it matters to me that I, my friendship isn't relying on mm-hmm. the thing that they produce mm-hmm. And and I think it's great that you've moved into that space, that merchandise space that you say. You go to Creative South and everyone's looking at a T-shirt and some stickers and, and badges. And then people are walking around. And I always joke about Aaron Draplin. He's, he, he's like got the, the greatest marketing plan mm. in the graphic design world. If there's, there's every event, there'll be 100 graphic designers who work for themselves, who create their own brand, walking around in DDC hats. Yeah. And DDC t-shirts. Yeah, it's wild. I saw someone with a Get Cosmic sticker on their car yesterday. Yeah. I looked in the car. I'm like, I don't know who that person is. You really, you're like, you're like, wait. You feel so personal. You feel like everyone that that you know ascribes to and follows and or knows Aaron Draplin. Yeah, I should know who they are. But you're like, wait, no, no, no. This is a brand. It's a big yeah. thing. It's like, it's just wild to see someone that with a Get Cosmic sticker yeah. in Orlando that you don't know from the design community. Yeah, like, whoa. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. And I feel we have that same potential. Um, so, yeah, I think that's part of that leveraging the current system. How far can we take it? We have yeah. that kind of growth I'm interested in, you yeah. know. Um, and But I recognize that's a whole other business. It's a whole other business model. It's something I don't know anything about. Yeah. Moving product, advertising product. You know, so I've been researching, do, but like everything you – Everything you have a relationship with needs life. Yeah. You just don't make shirts and put them on a website. You just yeah. don't make product and throw it on a website. Yeah. You know, there's entire established strategies around moving that product, creating demand, pipeline, you know, um, uh, supply chain. All, yeah. all that stuff is pretty new to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've been very fortunate. We are We still are on an earned content strategy. All of our marketing is word of mouth. People sharing our content or sharing content about us. We still don't know a dang thing about marketing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and which I think... But isn't that a nice luxury that it, that isn't a problem? Sure. You know, oh, like it, you say, the growth is there, and the, the growth is there in Orlando, but word of mouth, people speak so highly of you. I've never heard anybody say like, oh man, those guys suck. You should go and use blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's everyone just thinks so highly of you. You know, all the designers I meet that know you, Clark, I mean, you introduced me to Clark yeah. and he was here and then you do the workshop together and you can just see that love yeah. with with the design community and you as like the, the, the venue. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a luxury, um, absolutely. And it's also... Like you're saying, you desire to give value back to your friends in the community. Yeah. Right? And obviously, it's reciprocal. It goes both ways. And that's how we feel about our brand. We, like, I recognize our brand is predicated entirely on the work that people trust us to do. Yeah. So, you know, um, our brand is built 
by designers, yeah. you know, indirectly, you know, um, by the fact that they work with us directly and give us permission to share the work that we do. So we try to give value back, you know, in every way we can, you know, um, how can we, how can we support, you know, yeah. um, so we don't have, we don't offer graphic design. Nice. Right. We don't, I don't yeah. want I, I don't want to be in that space. That's our client's space. Exactly. Yeah. And when we have a need, we work with somebody, you know, one of our friends and we give that, you're like, Hey, what's this going to cost? Yeah. You know, um, we'd be happy to do it on trade. Right. We're not asking for any freebies, but we'll pay you too. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, like, like we don't, our brand and that's a reflection also our brand's built on your work anyway so why don't you make some exactly. stuff for us yeah. yeah i mean one of the things i said about with the with the draplin thing is you buy you buy a poster it's a great design but part of the part of what that poster is is it's an aaron draplin poster printed by mama sauce on french paper mm-hmm. it's not just the aaron draplin thing it's the you are part of why that poster is good and French paper are, are the, the quality that Mama Source use to work with the great designers. So I just love that Mama Source has become that part of that story, part of that process of what you're doing. I am I'm thrilled about it too. And I think while we're on this product thing, and maybe this is a good, I don't know if this is a good ending or not. Yeah. I just want you to react. Maybe this makes the cut, maybe it doesn't. Just okay. react to this next product. Okay. Can't say what it is. Yeah, yeah I won't. Aaron Draplin's going to be involved in it. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, but just react to what you see here, and tell me. Is that what I think it, it is? What I think it is. Hold on. Check this out. Sorry, people, you can't know. Yeah, I can't say. Oh man, that is. That is. I'm so. I'm. I, I can't tell you what I'm looking at. But it is one of the coolest things I've seen, and I totally get why Draplin's involved. Yeah, yeah. And is that going to be a thing? It's going to be a thing. It's official. Wow. Isn't that cool? That is super cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard whatever that is here yeah, first. Yeah, whatever it is, when it comes out, I will promote the hell out of it. Oh, but that, that, is ri- that is such a cool, nice thing to be involved in. Are you tearing up right now? I am a little bit. I'm oh really pleased about that. Like, <laughs> I just think it's cool that cool stuff happens to, to good people yeah. that's really nice yeah that neat yeah right I know I've taken nearly an hour of your time and I know you've got a massive job out there and people working on it so I'm going to say thank you very much Nick it's always a pleasure to see you dude always a pleasure no thank you man it's, it's worth every every effort to come and see you whenever I'm here it's it's, it's a disappointment if I can't so oh, thank man. you for taking time hey I'm and, disappointed uh, when you don't come and see mama too okay yeah <laughs> Uh, but it. I'm going to see you again at Max. Yes, absolutely. So if you're going to Adobe Max, there might well be a pre-con. I, think, I mean, it's on the <laughs> yeah, website. It's, it's on there. the website. Uh, if you're going to Max, definitely take it. It's going to be at the... The Print International Printing Museum in Los Angeles. Yeah. I'll be hosting that, and I have got the best teaching assistant in the universe. Yeah. You? Thank you very much. Yeah. So we'll be taking over the International Printing Museum and doing all kinds of learning about handmade printing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. So, all right, we'll see you then. Thanks awesome. a lot, see Nick. You. Thank you, man. Great to see you.